You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Cash the Ticket, Jim Costa, Mike Valeni. Rate, review, subscribe. It's a Monday mailbag. We're doing this every Monday. Your questions at cashtheticketpodcast at gmail.com. Mike, we will recap the awfulness that was this weekend on Tuesday, tailgate Tuesday. Uh, hold on. See, he's doing it again, Evan. Now, I already am not mentally prepared to talk about the worst Sunday of my life. We were electric Saturday. I'm not going to tolerate your bullshit. This is already a bad Monday. We had some technical difficulties. <laughs> I almost power bombed the soundboard right out of a studio. We'll get there. But here's what Mailbag Monday is going to be, too, Jimmy. And I think it's important. This is the talk sports portion. So the mailbag is, is about, hey, we're going to answer the questions, talk reviews. We are going to have a celebration, even though you tried to shit all over this podcast so far. But uh, it's also issues from the week. So I, it's about value for the people. That's all I'm saying. I can go get the little cactus That's, if you want. Uh, okay, let's I don't, keep that little satanic thing out of here, will you please? <laughs> okay. But we are going to have some fun because i got to talk Coach Prime with you. Um, I, I have some college football issues I want to bring up to you where I'm sure you'll call me you know, Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino. Uh, well, you do have a I, little I, extra I gray two, in the beard these days. If you had the technical difficulties I had, you'd have gray too, you little <laughs> prick. Uh, but listen – NFL, I got two hot takes. I demand you acknowledge one of them. I, I'll acknowledge both. I'm your friend. It's okay. And I apologize, Mike. We did have a great Saturday, but when you're looking at an O for Sunday, we'll get to it on the Tuesday. The Golden tailgate. Bagel, as uh, I call it. Yeah, we'll get to it on the recap. How does it happen? I, um, okay. I don't fucking know because if I knew it wouldn't happen. Okay? <sighs> it's almost impress- more impressive to just get every game wrong. That's what I'm telling myself at this point. Honestly, if you did that shit in a movie, you end up getting pissed on by Armand DeSante. <laughs> Shout out to for the money. Um, if, if if you get the reference, you get the reference. Can we start with the celebration, please? Yes. It's podcast Y2K. The people hammered the reviews. We are over, well over 2,000 now on Apple. My personal conquest is now complete. Now we start the chase to 2,500, etc. 
thousand on Spotify, over two thousand on Apple. Guys, this ain't the Joe Rogan experience, and there are very few what I would call niche podcasts. Right? This is not. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this, guys. Jim is not a seven-time Pro Bowl quarterback, and I'm not his famous brother. The, the, the <laughs> podcasts that don't involve, you know, Oprah, don't generally go out and rock. When are we getting Oprah? This on? number of reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, we're having Oprah on the Tuesday. She'll be offering her picks that are better than our NFL one. <laughs> Take the Cardinals and the points. All right, Oprah. It's, it's going to be Oprah and Drew Barrymore hosting Tuesday. <laughs> Um, but my, my point is it's a, it's the sincerest and I know that this is, yeah. Hey, thanks Mike. Yeah. The way you thanked us was why, by fucking our eyeballs out on Sunday. My point is it means a lot to us because look, we work hard on this. Evan works his dick off the preparation, all of it. Like, yeah, I'm the maniac 1030 last night on my laptop watching the Patriots, uh, finish ruining my weekend and, and cookies behind the scenes, the sheets, Dude, we love doing this. Don't get it twisted. We're not installing pools. We're not doing landscaping. We're not le- working on a hot tin roof here. But it's work. And what makes it worthwhile is if you guys don't respond and rate, review, subscribe, I'm not doing the stupid dance. If you guys don't take to it, um, then it doesn't generate money. And if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So this is this. It, it's all a, a circle, a cycle. It's all a process. And you guys have been... Really, really kind. And, yeah, we have fun with you guys, and, and I hope you guys get value out of it from an entertainment standpoint. Um, and then, yeah, obviously this Sunday notwithstanding, from a betting standpoint, that if you can stay alive. And, uh, yeah, my college record, I'm doing, well, the, college I'm was doing fun. the kill your – Yeah, I'm doing the kill your known a 60% routine. The NFL, I go from dominating 4-1 and one to shit in my pants, basically. But whatever, we'll get to that on Tuesday. Um, I'm terrified of the two games tonight. And if I didn't do this podcast, I wouldn't bet him because I want to just curl up into a ball. My, my point is, thank you from from the bottom of our tiny little cold black dead hearts. Uh, tremendous job by you guys, and we'll continue doing it. And and it's we want to grow this, and we want to make this more because here's a dirty secret. I don't know how Jimmy feels over here. I've been doing radio for twenty years, four hours a day. The regime, it, it's so. it's this regiment and it's very rigid and it's, these are your breaks. These are your commercial times, you know, people meter and rating doing this with Jim is a pleasure for me. This is free flow. Even though Jim's a prick, it's, 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 it's fantastic that there's no rules. We make the rules. And I will tell you as a 42 year old rate grizzled radio pro of now 22 years, this is the future because I ain't doing another 20 years the other way. I, I tell you that much. There's a freedom to this. Now, I still love the rush live radio and the engagement, and we're getting some of that with the mailbag, and I think that's that's you know how we kind of bridge that gap. We still stay engaged with people. You get that when you do the show daily. I think that's still a lot of fun with radio. But, yeah, podcast, oh, yeah, you and I, I, you and I can be a real – it's going to be more smiles per gallon today, talking oh, about the Lions yeah, losing. Well, yeah, it's a real, yeah, but yeah. we, hey, party poppers. Evan, get the bottles. Still going back to Oprah. You get a parlay. You get a parlay. Yeah, it's going to be like <laughs> Honestly, I should be handing out betting credits. I am going to hand one out to you. We're going to talk about this. Okay. Do you want to I get to the mailbag? The shit out of you. Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. All right, mailbag. Cash the ticket podcast at gmail.com. These Presented are actually- by Pampers. <laughs> 
These are actually nice because these are from the last week leading into the weekend. The first one from Joshua. He says, changing lives. That's the subject line. Gentlemen, thank you for this wonderful podcast. You are changing lives over here. I've been listening daily since the Sully days. I tune in daily to the afternoon show. And with your help, I destroyed the book this weekend. And the Cash the Ticket podcast is sending this lovely family to Thailand for a vacation. Keep up the good work. Best pod out there. And then all caps, rate, review, subscribe. (laughs) Well, listen, he did what I like, which is if you crush it, get that money off the table. Take some of it. I don't care if our sponsor's mad. Don't let them keep your money. If you get up, take a little bread off the table. Um, that's fantastic. It really is. I, I mean, I'm, I've never been comfortable. And, Jim, you know this. We don't talk about what we play. I, but I, I implore people, do not take this too serious. Don't, don't ruin your shit, man. One bad Saturday, Sunday, whatever, you lose control. You can fuck your life up. You know, for you and I, like, it's not an arrogance thing, a cocky thing. We're both adults. Um, this, this ain't going to change my life. So yeah, if I have a terrible Sunday, I'm more mad. I let people down. You know this, that's the New York Catholic guilt. This is coming off your four and one NFL week where he's, he's got screenshots and he's playing some of our plays. And like, that is the cool part of this, right? Like, you know, ultimately you don't want to be wagering stuff that's going to get you in trouble. But if you have, he has like a seven leg parlay in his screenshots. Like you have a couple of those, you, as you say, press a couple big opinions, find some stuff that that you can make some money on. Yeah. That's the fun. That's the key, and I'll I'll do more in the recap episode. But man, if if you're not if you're not going to hit a couple of your big opinions, and you're not going to hit a few parlays, you're just moving money around. That's all we're doing. We're having fun, busting balls, enjoying ourselves. You're not going to change your life because if you're betting that amount of money to change your life, I'm not interested in talking to you. Uh, I just don't think that it's responsible. I don't think it's reasonable. And guys, let's face it; it's why the book stays open. This is not easy. This is really hard. It's hard to just stay alive. Car- carry on. Sorry. By the way. Bring if you've got ones from yesterday, just let, take the tack hammer out. And let's just get done with it. What do you got? These are in chronological. People actually aren't that mean. These are very nice. This one says, "Mike, I'm not a gambler. Mike and cookies. I'm not a gambler outside of the futures in the preseason, but I love the show. I listen all the time." He says, "Living in the New York, New Jersey market. He's Nick in New Jersey. He says the sports talk game isn't what it used to be. So I lean on you guys. I wanted to include this photo below. My birthday just passed, and I was inspired by the pod." I got the Carvel Cookie Puss cake. Happy the Cookie to, Puss. Happy to report it still rocks, even if it looks a little jacked up. And then he posts a photo of the cake. <laughs> I mean, the, the Cookie Puss is Satan. Honest, you know what? You get a Cookie Puss when you go over oh, oh for Sunday. The Cookie Puss, if you listened to it last year, I mean, growing up on the East Coast, Carvel used to be like, man, if you had a special birthday, I mean, you were actually like a good kid. That's when the Carvel came out, the ice cream cakes. And they came out with two that were famous, Fudgy the Whale and then the Cookie Puss. The problem is the Cookie Puss looked like it the clown, ice cream frosting form. Uh, wow, dude, the Cookie Puss still looks fucked up as ever. Like as a kid, you were excited if you got a Cookie Puss. <laughs> now you're an adult. You go right, You open the door and there's a Cookie Puss sitting on your front porch. You go, <laughs> nope, no thank you. It's like the it's like that one commercial where the guys buying the house and they take them upstairs and the the Geico guy is like, "Hey, look!" and it's all the satanic dolls. <laughs> nope, no, thank you. Take this thing away. 
Holy shit. You know, the people, cookie puss. People are not rubbing our noses in, in a bad Sunday. They've been with us for the good and the bad. This next one is, is someone who wants to know a little more about Mike's bourbon preferences. It's BGB, Big Game Bourbon, from William. He says, Bill here. He says, I make wine in northern Michigan. I've been listening to Mike for nearly 20 years. When I lived in Oakland County is when I was listening to Mike in the early years. Been living near Travis City for eight years. Continue to listen. He goes on to say very complimentary stuff about you, me, and the station. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with GameTime. GameTime is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on GameTime actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the, uh, the game in the app. Flash deals under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt. It stands out. Red fire emoji. Cheapest seat 115 bucks, and that's all in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used Game Time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom. You click in. Easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use that code Cash for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code. Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But let's get to what he wants. He says, what's your BGB, big game bourbon, your casual everyday bourbon as well, Gold Knowles, lifelong fan of theirs, and pretty sure this is going to be a good year. Yeah, I hope so. And they survived. I mean, I'm not telling you they're works of art. They survived against BC. Um, I mean, every day for me, it's simple. It's Makers. Um, I just think Makers does an incredible product. It's approachable. It's easy. Um, It's a weeded bourbon, wheat, sweet. Um, and it's just a great everyday bourbon. I, I like the whole makers lineup. I mean, whether it's the 46, they do the barrel proof, they do, um, now they have their tasters collection, uh, and they name them some pretty wild things like, you know, kettle corn and creme brulee and that, it, no, it doesn't literally taste that way. Like you have to be, I'm not one of these snobs with whiskey, uh, with bourbon, 
Um, makers every day, though. It's, it's fabulous. Um, I'll be honest with you. Like, the whole bourbon thing got out of control five, six, seven years ago, and I just lost interest in chasing because the things that I would buy 10 years ago that were, like, 35 bucks, people were paying, like, 125 for, and it's like... And then you couldn't find it. You basically had to, like, cut off a, a pinky to get it. I'm like, this is stupid. I like... There's so much good stuff. Bourbon and cigars are the same thing. You don't have to spend crazy money to get something really good. But of the really good stuff, um, I like Basil Hayden's a lot. That's not hard to find. Uh, It's not cheap, but it's really, really good. I'll tell you one I like quite a bit. uh, If and it's got to be fall. It's still too warm for me to drink. You know, a little a little nip of Grandpa's medicine cabinet right now. But in the fall. There is a, what is it? Is it J.W. or E.W. Harper? It comes in a pretty ostentatious bottle, uh, but they do like a Cabernet finish. I think it's a J.W. Harper. I could I could run and go look. Um, but that's an excellent, really good taste. Delicious. Not the cheapest, but you're asking for a BGB, like mm-hmm. if MSU actually had a big game again in my life. Uh, that one's delicious. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't go crazy for the Weller collection the way a lot of people do. Again, I could name for you, Jim, like I've, you know, you've been to the mm-hmm. house. I, I have bottles that are very special that were given to me that only are open for special occasion stuff. But there's no point in me telling guys, hey, you should try this and then they'll never get it. Or now the bottles are, oh, secondary market, $800. Fuck you. Yeah. If you're paying $800 for a bottle of bourbon, you're a moron. You really are. I mean, you just are. So you don't need to do such things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- th- those are the general ones I like. Like the, the, I'll tell you a delicious one, and I don't know the going rate because I haven't bought it in a few years, and I had a back stock. I had like three or four bottles of it unopened, stored the right way. Um, but there's a famous bourbon called George T. Stag, and then there's a junior version. It's called Stag Junior. So they basically take the same juice, but they don't age it as long. Now, it's, it'll blow your beard off. It's about 125 proof. So you need to temper it down. You have to have some ice or some limestone water, branches they call it. But if you temper it right, you let it sit out for a little bit, it's really good flavor. Re- it'll give you that Kentucky hug, the burn in your esophagus, which is lovely. It's like, uh, it's like watching Scotty Hazleton's defense. I mean, there's a million. You know, you know what? Here, here's, here's what I tell you. Drink what you like. Anyone telling you, oh, that's not good, kindly leave. Drink what you like. But, yeah, I mean, Maker's Daily, a nicer one, Basil Hayden's. Next level up would be that Harper's. And then, um, fuck, I mean, if you can get your if you get your hands on a bottle of old Ezra number seven, that's really good. Um, I got Jim, I got a million. I mean, Christ, you've been to the house. I mean, <laughs> we'll be here all fucking day. Honestly, if they're watching MSU Saturday, I, I, I should have gone and poured something. I elected to turn it off. It was brutal. We Next, can talk about it. I, I, well, I we we it. can. No. I mean, it wasn't even close. Do me a favor. Can you just read an email where someone tells me to go fuck myself and we can just be done? <laughs> the next one is titled State of Broadcasting. This is from Denny. Sure. He says, hey, Mike and Cookies, I know Mike's very down on play-by-play broadcasts, and I completely agree. It's a lost art. I'd enjoy hearing what play-by-play hosts or analysts Mike enjoys when he sits down to watch a college or an NFL game. Doesn't have to be a ranking, could just be a list of favorites. Yeah, Jason Benetti would be one. I think he's fabulous. 
Mike Tirico generally, fabulous. But overall, um, you have to understand, these guys are singing for their supper. And all of this TV money, all of these contracts have corrupted what the job is. You're a play-by-play guy. And I know, Jim, you and I disagree a little bit on this, and I'm sure we'll get to it when we talk about Colorado. You're the play-by-play guy. Your job is to be call the game. I want you to shine calling the game. I don't need your opinions. I don't need to hear from you. I don't need you pushing a narrative. Now, the analyst used to be the guy that would kind of call the game and give you the details, be the critical one, be the complimentary one, help people understand the game. Now, instead, what you're getting are are basically hype men. And, I mean, like, look, if you turn on ESPN's broadcast this weekend of the Colorado game was a fucking disgrace. Mark Jones and Lewis Riddick was awful. It was an atrocity. If you're just going to go there and basically tell kids to go to Colorado and you're going to sit there and offer Deion Sanders just a a hearty hand job, I I don't know what to tell you. I'm not interested. Call the fucking game. Or it's just going to go on mute for me and I can work on my laptop while watching. So, no, the state of broadcast is Big Ten buys, you know, Big Ten sells rights to network, network shills. ESPN's in bed with the SEC, shills. I just grew up watching games where I never thought about agendas. I watched the game. And we've lost that. And now that we have, they're selling you a narrative. I hate it. What bothered you was it uh, two weeks ago, Gus was being critical of Shadur Sanders because that's not the play-by-play guy's role, I think is what you were telling me. No, he basically ran Jeff Sims over. Oh, no, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. was And I'm like, yeah, we know Jeff Sims is bad, but Gus, you're a moron. You've never had an opinion on anything, and you wouldn't say it if you were calling a U of M game or if if it was Shadur struggling is what I said to you. Mm. And you even admitted that to me. But, But I would say I'm not down for this, like, rigid, that's not your job don't offer opinions you're part of telling the story for three and a half hours if the only guy who's able to offer opinions is the color guy i think that's frankly outdated and stale now i might not agree with gus's read although in that day he was right sims was atrocious sure. why can't the play-by-play guy say this guy's he's playing terrible that's not it's out of bounds we super serious sports that doesn't sound like you that doesn't sound like what not we should want super and, serious well then sports. why can't he go why the is the color why can't he go he's there. a bum if the analyst doesn't say it the play-by-play guy can say it it's because two guys Johnson's calling a game a bum. together well that's fine i don't because think he's Johnson very good doesn't at this even point understand either. the game well i know he doesn't know who Gus has the Johnson ball doesn't half get the time anything right i know i trust joe clad has to correct him the guy's screaming left and right he's a fucking character I, I'm not a Gus guy, but I just I would say, hey, I have no issue if a play-by-play wants to interject a little opinion into the broadcast, a little bit of the story. Now, you think it's narrative spinning, and sometimes it is, but sometimes it's the damn story. That was the story Agreed. that Sims could, he couldn't catch a snap. He had two fumbles and a, and a pick, awful pick in the first half of that so game. He was costing this. his team the game. You're triggered by this. Did you want to be a play-by-play guy and end up in radio by accident? No, this was on? my preference. This is my preference. I dabbled in some play-by-play. It's it's not for me. Ooh. It's not for me at do we all. Have, do we have tape of this? <laughs> not any good tape if it exists. No, I was oh, not no, good no, at no, it. No, 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 wait a minute. I want to, do, do we have the lost Costa <laughs> play-by-play tapes? I'd have to dig What kind of you. bet do I have to win against you <laughs> to find these tapes? <laughs> to get like a, a five-minute sample that we drop on the pod. That's all, I, that's all I want. No, if anything, it's the opposite. I like the opinions, and that's why I don't mind when the play-by-play guys of today are offering some. And some of it, Mike, is, yeah, it's a lost art, the, the traditional play-by-play. We don't have Keith Jackson anymore, right? Doc Emmerich's no. not doing hockey anymore. These are some of the greats. Dick Enberg, fire up chips. 
the reality is we don't have those kind of guys anymore. So in today's more entertainment-driven product, give me opinion. What? The one guy that's out there right now that I think is special, that I think is has a chance to be that, is Jason Benetti. I like Jason. He's awesome. He's fabulous. I, I, there's, I don't have enough superlatives to tell you. When I, he can do all sports. He, he's researched. He adds to the broadcast. He makes you feel like it's a big game, and you're gonna hate this. He gets the fuck out of the way, and he lets his color analysts do what they got to do. That's my preference. It's okay. You don't like mushrooms on pizza? I do. Okay. The next one, it references food. Tailgate Tuesday and Survivor Pick. It's from uh, Cam. He says, hey, guys, love the pod. Entertaining and educated content. Good for betters and non-betters. Got a couple ideas. What do you think of Survivor Pool picks that you guys could uh, start to mix in? And says, a Tailgate Tuesday topic, best dips, buffalo chicken, seven layer, etc." Done. Done. You ready for this? Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck the idea I had. That's what we'll put on tomorrow's episode. I got big opinions on dips. And, we'll and after push my what Sunday, was tomorrow I might want to make week. a cyanide one for myself. Oh, but dear. yes, it's okay. It's for, okay. For it's that Scotty Hazelton feeling. Um, Dude, when you pull the pin when you want to go there. You just tell me when. Dude had a Heisman half. He didn't even need a whole game. Next when email. you're ready, this Jim. Is from Sammy. Sammy says, hey, fellas, love the pod. I live in Montreal, but I'm originally from Windsor, which is right in the Detroit area. Oh, what area. a fabulous town. You ever been to Montreal? No, I haven't. I've heard great things. Fabulous place. I grew up like two and a half, three hours south. M- Montreal, is, if you want to go to Europe without going to Europe, go there. That's Amazing what I'm actually, that is the town. exact selling point that was told to me, was it is the yep. most European North American city. Uh, the email, amazing, e- email goes on to say, I've been listening to Mike since 2011. Why does everybody preface these with, I've been listening to Mike since uh, the dawn of time? It's like they're like a resume check. I've been listening for 12 years. The next one says... Up next, Jim shits all over my loyal well, listeners. You know, we get some of this stuff locally here in Detroit. Guys call in and, and they have to tell you how old they are or they have to give you like their Lions resume. I've been a Lions fan <laughs> since 1972. Just tell me what you thought of the game yesterday. Did you have a bad weekend? Are you okay? I had a bad Sunday. No, I just Evan and and, and the Lions lost. Jim, there's the way a lot of lost. pain in those eyes okay. today. I'm sorry. This is not you. I'm sorry. This is not you. I'll try to be better because the rest of this email is actually very lovely. <laughs> You're so mean today. He says, "Guys, I want to make sure you do a Merry Podmas." Second edition, a 2.0 this December. He said, last year, that was easily my favorite episode you guys have ever done. I've gone back and listened to it multiple times in full. Yes, I would lay the 453.5 points to that bullshit chipmunk song. Please bring back Mary Podmas. The drinks, the bad beats, the discussions about food. I'll listen to it on the trade ride home for Christmas. That's from Sammy. Done and done. That's easy. No problem. Uh, I'm had, happy to do he it. Has we a, can he, even do it with food this year. We should. P.S. He says, Mike, I'm doing a smoke and glazed ham over charcoal this year for the family when I go home for Christmas. I know it's not Italian, but it's inspired by you. Cheers and thanks, guys. Yeah, no, it doesn't have to be Italian. Newsflash. It just can't be the whatever Jim's got going. The Costacholi. Mm. Next one. Monday mailbag. He's, people, he's smoldering right now. Well, you missed this, so... I was out in the bullpen area, and we're talking about the end of the Lions game, and I'm, it's just very frustrating. Anyway, we'll continue. Sure. Monday mailbag. What's Mike, wrong? Well, I'm just so mad at how that game ended yesterday. <laughs> mm. 
And I know you got to deal with it for four hours today. I don't have the daily outlet. I, it's just frustrating to me that you're going to run. Outlet? Yeah, that's an outlet. It's a venting, right? You get to talk through the emotions of the game. I got to just sit and stew over here. No, I mean, you, you're going to be aggressive all game long, and then you take over at midfield, three timeouts in your back pocket, and you play for a field goal. Among other you issues, two I, turnovers. I bet and, the Lions minus four I, and a half, I, right? Yeah. Like, I lived it and, with you. And and you text me and go, hey, why don't you grab a minus six and a half live? And I say, you don't have to twist my arm. I'm feeling it. This is great. It's a packed house. And I, I double down you, on I it. I bullied you. I bullied you. you didn't, and then listen, I, didn't, I, needed, I didn't do it. I just gave you the idea. You didn't even do it? No. <laughs> I don't do shit. Evan, like we're going to have a mutiny on this podcast. You didn't need we to twist not. my I, arm. You didn't need to twist my arm, but I thought on. you were playing it with me. Hold on. Your whole bit is value, and I'm not saying it the way you say it. I, it just I am sitting there and I know you're working, and I'm like, hey, buddy, if you're interested, like you don't have time to log in a hundred times. I'm there with my laptop and taking notes and watching games. So I thought I was offering value. I didn't say, hey, my name is Jim Jones, drink the fucking Kool-Aid. I said, here, buddy, if you want it, go for it. You're like, oh, don't, don't don't threaten me. You turned into Dalton from Roadhouse. Not me. I just sat there going, here, right boot? I just felt like my face was getting rubbed in it because I bet the game twice. My coach turns into an idiot at the end, pick sixes, fumbles, meltdown. They couldn't get to a court. It just felt like an overall catastrophe of a Sunday. Then I look at the rest of my slate because you're right, I'm working, and it's like, oh, for, oh, for, Joe Burrow can't throw touchdowns, oh, for – Saturday was fun. Sunday was lousy. This is part of getting on from the weekend. The mailbag's supposed to be more uplifting. So let me get to the next one. Monday mailbag says, Mike and James Anthony Costa, love the pod. Says, been listening to you guys uh, since we moved to Phoenix three years ago from Metro Detroit. Oh, don't offer your resume. It'll piss Jim off. The email goes on to say, I'm headed to Oxford, Mississippi for work in a week, and we will be filming oh, some content on The Grove. Ooh. Are they, okay, says, I know you talk about how great the atmosphere is. Any recommendations for what I should do when I'm down there? Mike, you've talked about The Grove down at uh, Ole oh, Miss. I love it. I love it. Oh, what a great time. It's, it's, it is, how do I put this? It is, Jim, it is just... The last bastion of college football. It, it is, you're in a forest. Everyone's nuts to butts with their tailgate setups. It, it is just, everyone's having a good time. Everyone's offering you free drinks. They don't even know you. And, and, and it's just, it's the best. It, it is just such a wonderful, I, how do I even, I don't even know how to, describe the greatness that is the Grove. I mean, first of all, you do yourself do yourself a kindness and you got to walk the campus a little bit. You have to. You have to. There's just no choice. But then the Grove itself, socialize. It's one of the only times I would tell you, be social. It pays off because people are so nice. They're fabulous. It's the greatest thing ever. And 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 every, no one cares if the team wins or loses, frankly, because they know they're going to win the tailgate. It's truly win or amazing. lose, we booze. No, they do it right in the yeah. south too. They dress up for this deal. The tailgates in the SEC, even the ACC, there there's something else. That's actually a fun. 
The Grove is is a place you've been. I'd love to get down there. Some of the other places in the South we've talked about, like where's on where's on your list? Let me just spin off this email. Where would you like to go? LSU, number one with a bullet. I was supposed to go before COVID took it away. Um, no, nah, num- number one with a bullet would be LSU. I think the other one for me, like if I get to pick one, probably Neyland Stadium. Yep. I've always wanted to see Tennessee. That's what I was going to say. Why? You want to do that? Yeah. Is that what we're I mean, doing? The checkerboard end zones, the the, the 100,000 strong, the sea of orange. Like it, it looks like picturesque. And last year when they pulled off that upset against Alabama, you talk about moments in college football. Like that's that's the stuff it's all about. If you wanted three spots that I like down in Oxford, I mean, City Grocery, but it's really hard to get into, but it's fucking great, and it's right down there in the in the main square of town. Um, if you're not too hungover, Big Bad Breakfast was awesome. Um, and then, God, what is the place that had the tachos? I'm trying to think what it was. They were tater tot nachos. They call them tachos. I thought those were going to be taco nachos, but that works too. No, I got to think about it, but it is... Dude, it's just, it's everything college football should be. That's the best thing I could tell you. The email wraps. Keep up the great work and always remember to fade the Costa Lock. Nick in 105 degrees, Phoenix, Arizona. Oof. Ooh, you take it away. Take it away, angry guy. Oh, the other thing in Oxford. You got to go to Chevron Chicken on a Stick. Is it like Gas fried? Station chicken. It's, it's, like a, it's, it's almost like a two-by-four of chicken on a stick that they fry. <laughs> You like gotta a plank be a little it, boozed then. up to get it. Oh, it's unbelievable! It's ridiculous, <laughs> it and you do great. regret it the next day. <laughs> but the chicken on a stick is unbelievable. Uh, last, sorry, e- go ahead. Last email. No, no, I- no, 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 no! You're not glossing over the Costa Lock. Don't you dare! It is what it is Don't at this you point. Dare. You guys know what to do, and if you're not fading it, like it is simmering that pain. I need you to understand. It's not that it loses. It loses in the most epic way possible. Week one, Pittsburgh, San Francisco. Outgained 199 to 1. They flash a graphic on the screen. Game never close. Week two, Costa Lock, Mississippi State. They flash right before the half. Outgained 294 to 7. They get throttled. Jaden Daniels, home. famous words from Jim. He can't throw the ball. Cutscene 16 to 17. No, no, no. 21 to 22, and he's throwing dots and darts. And yeah, it doesn't just lose. So the official it loses statement is epic fashion. Auto play. Fading the Costa Lock. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty proven out over... I've been doing it for, I don't know, five, six years. It does not have a good record. You do not want to play the Costa Lock. But the key is it has to be a game I truly believe. I can't fake it. If I try to fake it, then things get weird. It's always a game I truly believe in. And if it's a Costa Lock, you you don't play it. You don't bet it. If people are new, do not bet it. It should come with a disclaimer. Can we get like um like a surgeon general's warning or like um like yeah. like a, a sounder that goes off and just Here's says, what happens. Hey, if you love your family, Evan, please. Evan, I'm gonna write some legal copy. And you gotta speed it up like the microman machine, the micro machines guy. And I will after Jim delivers it, we'll put it in post edit and you play that after the cost of <laughs> I'll do it. I'll t- I'll take care it's of this. Good, with it's people. a good bit. The last email is actually from someone upset, but they they went against one of your college plays this week. It's Iowa WTF. It's from Paul. He says, what the fuck is Iowa doing besides padding the OC's points per game average? Eye roll emoji. Ridiculous cover by them. My only college loss of the week. Love the pod. Love that you guys make it interesting. I don't bet a ton of money, just a little here or there. I'm not wasting a kid's college fund. Uh, But each breakdown is in-depth and gives listeners another 
view of the game. Keep it up and send. Yeah, that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't deserve that win. No, I admit that. Um, yeah, they were padding the stats. But you—that was part of your captain with a minute to go. I just thought it was the only opportunity for them with a real schedule coming up. Where to Cade McNamara threw two picks. They missed a field goal. I'm going, oh, my God, they're never going to cover. What was I doing? And then it, a little magic happened. Look, here's the reality. When you whine about your losses, you got to admit when you get lucky, right? You get fucked one weekend, and now, all right, you, you, you fuck the book back. The reality is you end up right in the same place you started. Yeah, I mean, I was on fire Saturday, and I got lucky with Iowa. I know that. But it was a part of the cap is that – Brian Ferentz has to average 24 points a game essentially to keep his job or his own father has to fire him. So I just assumed if they had a chance to tack something on, they would. I never imagined Western would score 10 points on five completed passes all day. Five. Five. But they did, and luckily we got home. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I, you I'll got never home. bet Iowa laying points again. Yeah, I mean, you texted me because you laid – Big points in two games, and it worked out in the Iowa game. It did not work out in the Bama game. You're not someone who likes to do it. I'm happy for your sake you didn't go over it. At least you split the pair. You I didn't your... like the feeling at all. I, I didn't like the feeling at all. <laughs> but that, then you set up the night-heavy buffet where we had a great Saturday night. Oh, we did. We killed it. Uh, I mean, I was – look, we'll save it for the recap. I was very proud of a couple of our plays there because they were rocking chair games. We're giving you a seven-and-a-half-point dog in South Alabama, and they blow the doors off Gundy's stupid haircut. You know, hey, here's West Virginia at home, blowout. Hey, we're going to go ahead and bet Florida. Bet, bet Florida and Billy Napier with his $5 haircut, blowout. Like, yeah, I felt good about it. And listen, it's I care, all right? I do. I know I shouldn't. I should be cold like Jim. I just want to do a nice job for you guys because the reality is I, I know somewhere – Someone's not going to listen to what I say, and they're going to tail these plays, and they're going to bet money they don't have, and it's that just pisses me off, and I don't want to play a role in that. Like I want people to do what they want to do, and like, yeah, Sunday, fuck, I hope no one ruined themselves. I feel terrible about it. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, Jim's going to tell you to go bleep yourself. You paint me as this cold person. I enjoy giving out winners, too. I want to help you people make are. money, but there is a difference here. We We can't be the people who tell you, don't bet your kid's college fund. You're not going to get rich. No retirement. If you're not doing those things, then then you're not getting yourself in too much trouble when you lose, and it's an entertainment product. And at the end of the day, you it's entertaining for you. You just have a little bit of Patrick Bateman and, in you, and that's the deal. Okay. You're a little, you got a touch of American Psycho, a little, a little Christian Bale in you. Okay. We're having dinner at Dorcia. You have a dark side, and you're just like, I don't care. I'm like, dude. Come on. I have never said I what don't care. What about Bob the plumber? My point, you have you've said it. You have this guilt that I I don't. I don't. We everybody makes the decision to hit deposit and place bet at their own discretion. Man, I can't be anybody else. I'm me, buddy. I know. Like, I can't never change my I am. That's all I have for the <laughs> mailbag. You got some things you want to float out from the weekend, a little sports talk business here? I do. I I feel like we we have a couple things to discuss. I mean, for one, I, I just Do you want the Michigan State thing or not? It's up to you. I feel like you've, uh, you've kind it. of alluded to it several times. We at least got to get something. All right. So here's what I would say. You don't, you don't have to like 
the school I like. You didn't have to go there. You don't have to give a fuck because all you have to do is insert your team here. We've all been here. College football is super cyclical, and right now, MSU cycling the drain. But, Jim, I never expected to beat Washington, but nothing. And I mean, Wusa. Nothing in this world angers me more than when a team doesn't compete. Like, I will give CMU all the credit in the world. They competed against Notre Dame. They tried. All right, they, they don't have any business lining up against ND. But you know what? Good teams win, great teams cover. All right, CMU cared. They tried. MSU, first of all, there might be no one in sports right now that I hate like I hate Mel Tucker. Because you know what Saturday was? That's an indictment on his failing that in year four, I don't care if you're not there. All Mel Tucker does is sweat and clap. In year four, those are your coordinators. Those are your players. And you allowed Michael Penix to go out and go 20 for 25 for 375 and like four touchdowns in the first half. The tackling was lazy. The effort was dog shit. I got Noah Kim, our starting quarterback, sliding instead of gutting it out and grabbing the first down. I... I I honestly have reached a point with Michigan State, and I'll know Saturday right away whether I'm going to actually root for my team to try to get the 6-6 six and six and keep it together or whether I'm going to do something I haven't had to do since 2006. And it is absolutely Curb Your Enthusiasm, Spite Store, Latte Larry, where I almost begin rooting against my own team. It's a dark, dark place. But I want that fucking place to burn to the ground. Like, Scotty Hazelton, if you had a shred of integrity, just resign. Just fuck off. All right, politely. What was the game plan? Oh, hold on, hold on. What was the game plan exactly here? You rolled out the same game plan you rolled out in Seattle last year when Michael Penix did the same goddamn thing to you. MSU sitting here. Like, case in point, what kind of scheme doesn't have linebackers rerouting receivers through the zone? Our linebackers are literally told, let the receivers go by. How do you not reroute these guys and disrupt timing? They're air traffic controllers. All right, you go right here and then right there. Crisscross. Right. It's, it's, it's our safeties, our, our 40. You know what's funny? Watching MSU on Saturday was the equivalent of watching the Patriots on Sunday. Like, when are we going to be done with Bill Belichick as a genius? Your plan was to play three safeties across and give Miami seven to ten yards at a time like it was going to work. Jim, I just, I'm so disgusted because it's like we've reached a point in college football now where everybody kisses the ass of these players. And if you criticize them, you're a bad guy. And you go, well, wait a second. You guys wanted to get paid. You wanted the right to bail the minute shit got hard, which means you're most likely going to be a loser in life if you don't deal with adversity and you run from it. And it's like you worked your whole life to get here. And I make jokes about CMU, but the reality is those are still the 1% of the 1% of kids who play football in this country to play Division I football. Then you go, you, you play at a place like Michigan State, and you're going to fucking lay down? Like, I have bad news for you. Oh, I'm going to hit the portal. Someone's going to pay me NIL. Are they? Because here's the dirty secret, asshole. 
the other coach is going to pop that tape in and go, ha, you can go to a fucking dog shelter because you're a mutt. Because here's the tape. You're auditioning for your next job. See, I've lost the illusion the kids give a shit about the school. I've lost the illusion they care about anything. But to show up in that game, Jim, Penix throwing and beating them, hey, lose 34-17 to 17 with a little pride. Lose 34-20, lose 37-21, do, do, do something. 41 nothing could have been 80 to nothing. Michael Penix didn't care. Kalen DeBoer didn't care. That was a fucking joke. And you know what pisses me off is there are still people that spend money to go to that crap. If you're a donor, I mean, honest to God, Jim, I kind of want it to burn. I kind of want to have the whole place just leveled. I don't know if you've ever felt that way about CMU. I'm I, I'm like, fuck you, man. The good and bad news is it is going to get burned to the ground here because you are going to have an exodus. You are going to have a full reset. The conference is going to get bigger, better with USC and Oregon. And, and yeah, Washington could have scored 100 points. I really think if they had no mercy, if they were cold-blooded, if Penix played the entire game, they might have been able to hang 100. Yeah. I mean, that's Mike. No the mercy. Very they did first... a fake spike at the half. I'm going, what the fuck are we doing <laughs> here? I was fucking with you, but... The first pass play of the game told you everything you need to know. Guy drops back, wide open, 30 yards. All right, it's going to be a long day. No adjustments. And it was. It was a very long day. It was 700 yards, Mike. 700 yards of offense in a game where they didn't push it. You know that's the worst defensive performance in school history at home, right? I I believe it. I'm I'm sure it is. It is. But that's my point. Mel, this is – you know what Saturday was? Saturday was all of Mel Tucker's failings. That in year four, these are your coordinators who you refuse to fire. Do you realize Jay Johnson and Scotty Hazelton are both making seven figures as coordinators? That's elite money. Mm-hmm. I will bet you. Well, that was I'll part of getting you. him. Is Michigan State gave him that elite assistant pool to spend. And look what we got. Yeah. All right, where where would where would Jay Johnson? Well, where will Jay Johnson land when he's fired? He gonna land a Power Five job? No, no way. Scotty Hazelton. I, I don't know if the dude ever coaches again. He's horrific. And it just it, it, it put it all on display. You know what I finally realized? And I mean, I, I, I'm like any fan. I want to believe when you hire a coach, we're going to give this man a chance. And then in year two, he wins 11 games, and you go, okay. But there were, there were red flags in that year, too. Last year, total disaster. I think what bothered me the most was Saturday was absolute proof. It was forensic evidence. Mel Tucker is one of the biggest con men in the history of college football. He was a total con, a grifter, just a complete pile of refuse because he didn't build shit. Chris Kaplovich, another seven-figure coordinator as an O-line coach. That's your offensive line in year four? That? No disrespect, Jim. That's a Mac offensive line. We talked about a preseason. I liked the under. You were you were on the over, but you had very v- verbal and I vocal didn't play concerns. It. I told you I didn't play. No, I know you didn't play it, but we locally you talk about the Spartans. You were like, hey, this they, they should win seven, eight games, and you talked about it. I didn't see it. I didn't see an identity going into year four, and I guess the the only silver, the thinnest of silver linings is you're not. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but you're not going to be on the hook for that whole contract, and then Michigan State's going to have to up the ante. Spend that money, reinvest. Well, then, they then, won't. then you're Minnesota football, no, then you're Illinois football. And guess what? I'm at a point in my life at age 42. 
kind of don't give a shit. Wow. That's I mean, it's, it's, I care in the here and now, but like Jim, honestly, if they're not in it to win it, hey, college football, you wanted this playoff, right, everybody? Okay, well, here's the cost of doing business. Now, if your team's not in it to win it, what's the point? Here, I'm the guy, yeah, I, I when I was 18 years old, it was a big deal to make the Citrus Bowl or the quest to make the Rose Bowl or make a BCS Bowl. All that's gone. So if you're not in it to win it, what's left? And that was my whole point to you. How do you root for CMU knowing there's nothing there for you? Well, I think the expectation is you're competing for your conference, at least as a Mac guy. Like, I want to I want to win the Mac. They haven't done it since 2009. I want to see my team win our conference. Like-minded, equal footing, competitive. Mike, there's a world where MSU, despite the revenue they bring in, if they botch this head coach, they won't be on equal footing with five or six other teams in the Big Ten. Well, you're acting like that's Brett. Well, you want a breaking news sounder for that? Of no, but 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 in I the but this. in the MAC, it's not like I'm going. Oh well, we got a three four teams we just can never compete with. We're all kind of doing the same thing. We're all in Athens, yeah, and you Ohio, and Toledo, Ohio, and in Muncie, Indiana. Let me tell you what you should do. You should go down to the the one double A. Sure, there's a case for it. Now, I mean, financially, there's not, but competitively, there is. That's my point. There's nothing to do here. The minute you get a good player, they're leaving. There is no care factor. You so, don't so have you'd the rather be an IL program. like Ferris State, Grand Valley, D2. I mean, for people who aren't local, like those teams compete for the national title at the D2 level. You'd rather be right. that. What else than, is there? Right. If you care about school pride and you care about winning and you care about playing games, like Jim, no offense, you have no TV deal. I'm just making a point. This is the world everybody wanted, right? Well, mm-hmm. congrats. It's here. And now I sit here looking at it and I'm like, hell, we had the one email from Ole Miss. What's the point? What's the point, realistically? You think Ole Miss is going to make the playoff? You think Ole Miss is going to win the SEC? I mean, Ole Miss is trying. Well, they got on. a great NIL fund going. But They're, my point is Ole Miss is Michigan State. Michigan State is TCU. But the, or the, the playoff is supposed to help you. Ole Miss is number 15 in America right now. They're playing uh, a ranked game against Alabama this week. In a 12-team playoff, Ole Miss is looking at this game going, hey, if we're only a two- or three-loss team, we're in the playoff. If you're Michigan State and you great. hire the right coach, you can lose two or three and great. make the playoff. It's not the sport you and I fell in love with, but it's not like you're yeah. irrelevant. If you get the no, right coach, no, you're not yeah. irrelevant, Mike. Okay, but then you make the playoff and get blasted. The whole point I'm making is there's no goals anymore. It's all or nothing. I loved college football because there were tiers of success. Now that's gone. And I'm just like, I'll give you an example. You know what made me sad Saturday? Was watching Mizzou and Kansas State. Because that's a matchup. They're rivals. That's a matchup. That's Big 12, Big 8. The uniforms made sense. Kansas State fans driving the three hours down to Columbia, Missouri to go to the game. Like, it made sense, and it was fun. And I'm like, this is awesome. And then you you have to realize they're never playing again. And I'm just like, I don't I don't know. It's just stupid. Like, MSU, Notre Dame, they should play every year. They mm-hmm. played every year of my life up until the last few. They're never playing again. I, I don't and, – and you're right, Jim. Listen, I just believe for me. I think it's happening in real time. I'm falling out of love with the sport. I really am. Well, it's changing. And it's, yeah, and I don't have to go along with it. You don't it. have just, to. You don't have to. I'm not telling you stupid. to. stupid. Dude, the whole thing is stupid. I'm turning on the television, and we're openly celebrating. I, mean, I saw Shadur Sanders flashing a $100,000 watch to the camera. Like, the fuck are we doing? You want to talk prime? 
We can if you want. Everybody's talking about He's the biggest story. Yeah, well, guess what? Here, here's the big story. Breaking news. We're doing a first in the history of this podcast, i.e. a year plus. I'm giving you a Monday bet, and I'm putting it on the board right now. Oregon minus 20 and a half. I locked it in. I'm all in. Fuck this. I've had enough. I hope Oregon destroys that team. I am, I'm done with all of it. And I'm not old man yelling at clouds, but this is ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. I'm done. That's it. Oregon by a million. Because Colorado is not that good. The book's and now they're going to face that. a real team. Yeah. yeah, and the book is telling us. They can't protect Shadur Sanders. They can't run the football. They're not playing real teams. Now, I'll give Prime credit. He knows how to take the oxygen in the room. But I don't have to go along with it. And I, I'm, but why I'm, do you I'm resist it? Why, why do you resist it? Because everybody else seems to be looking at this and going, he's because different, you know he's charismatic, like? he's fun. Like. Why, why not go along with it? I, I don't need to because that's, that's lemming stuff. You know what? I don't like, oh, Colorado State celebrates after a touchdown. Oh, boy, can't do that. The whole Colorado team is doing like a Broadway routine. Now we're in. Oh, we're interviewing. Uh, 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 what the hell is his name? Offset. We got little Wayne in the tunnel. We got all the celebrities. That the, I'm going. Okay, you are actively participating in a recruiting pitch for a school. If I am a member of the Pac-12, and I'm watching this, and I'm going, wait a minute, where's that for us? You're not oh, as wait, interesting. It's nowhere. You're not as interesting. Ah, We're in the so interesting now, business, Mike. You know that. This is the interesting business. No, Sanders that's is interesting. My point to you is, we're radio hosts. We're in the interesting business. You know who's not? Broadcast the goddamn game. They're trying to entertain. I don't have to like that's it. what this. Maybe that's you the, know it's what? A Good. Full circle. Good. That's the difference now. Good. God bless. I can't stand it. Like I loved the idea of Dion. I said Florida State, if it didn't work out with Norvell, should hire the guy. Mm-hmm. But like. This constant aggrieved victim nonsense. Enough. Well, he didn't make the comment. Jay Norvell did. Oh, wah, wah, well, wah, 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 wah. Hold on. Hold on. Michael Jordan did this. Athletes have done this forever. You take a, the smallest slight, you turn it into something yeah. personal as he had yeah, the team and, chanting. And I, didn't, I don't like it. I've never liked it. You motivate. Like it's, it's I mean, he's a motivator. No, it, Three Mike, weeks it's all in. silly. But it, it's, it's come on, it's college oh, football this silly. guy disrespected me at a quarterback camp in seventh grade. Ah, tell somebody who cares, will you please? But, Mike, the key we'll is. Play the damn game. The key is, and this is where it'll all hinge, the key is they're winning, right? And I'm not telling you they've done it against good teams. You and I were the, one of the first groups to point out, hey, TCU might not be very good this year, right? Colorado State, that's a team they should have blown out. Instead, they go to overtime. I'm not telling you they're good, but they're winning. And when they win... Victor goes to spoils. If they do it this week in Eugene, Mike, they're going to do another victory lap. And I, I kind of dig that. They're going to own their successes. That's fun to me. And if they lose, cool. if they lose, Mike, then they bring oh, no. that on themselves too because part of me did want to see what would happen oh, if they lost though. that game. No, but if they lost that game, what does Dion do in the handshake line? What does Jay Norvell say? Now it's a little WWE-ish. I get it, but that's also entertaining. Yeah, see, I don't want that. But it's that not scripted in the WWE way. It's just entertaining. You didn't want to see oh, what yeah, would happen the if they lost if that criticize, game at home? If you criticize them, uh, you're the villain now. And it's like, why? I don't have to like the way this team acts. I don't have to like the, the the histrionics and the demonstrative bullshit. I don't. It's ridiculous. And then when other teams do it in the same broadcast, they're getting hammered by the broadcasters. And I'm like, 
How about we just tone it all down and go, hey, you know what? We got a long way to go to get to the goals we have. I mean, I just, hey, man, look. To me, Dion's next stop is Alabama. Now, that's, that's not me taking a shot at him. I like what he's doing behind the scenes. He's got a great staff. He's raising money. Mm-hmm. He's developing a fan interest. That's all top-shelf stuff. He's brilliant in that regard. But the game day shit? Oh, I'm out in front of the crowd putting my shades. It's like, what the f- I mean, honestly, what is John Cena coming out next? Come on. But some of it, some of it is it takes pressure off his guys. All the pressure's on him. He's the spectacle. He's the spotlight. It kind of shields his guys from some of the negativity. And, and a part of it is it's just who he is. He's a charismatic dude. He is a, a naturally charismatic guy who's going to get people to follow him. And they have. They've followed you him across to, the country. They went to, they went to a, an HBCU. The number one player in America goes to an HBCU and then follows him transfer portal to Boulder, Colorado. People will follow this dude. Put him in Alabama. I think he could do the it. Saban's done. Yeah. No, I'm saying it should happen. If you're Alabama, the only way you're going to get this thing back on the rails, you got to hire him. And then you got to stay out of his way, and you're going to have to get real comfortable with the uncomfortable and do a lot of un-Alabama things because Saban's as professional as it gets, and this guy is WWE, as you put it. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, I, hey, we, we were the podcast who did it. I told you, I hated Alabama this year. And that game Saturday, we'll do more in a recap. Jim, they look dead as a doorknob. Dead as a doorknob. Very They'll hire Deanna at the end of this year. Have Nick retire. Call today. Very interesting to see what happens this weekend. Great week four of college football coming up, and they're going to be one of the feature games. Anything else you want to do sports talky NFL-wise? Two hot takes. You got to agree with one of them. It's a hostage situation. Ready? Mm-hmm. The Bengals are ass, and they're going to miss the playoffs. Or okay. Micah Parsons is the best player in the National Football League. Best, like, non-quarterback? No, best overall player. He is Lawrence Taylor reincarnated. Right now, right here, right now, if you had to ask me, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? My answer is yes. Jim, I've never seen anything like it. He plays at a different speed. You can't block him. The closing speed is insane. He's like a train that you don't hear coming. And the next thing you know, you're dead. He's upped his game to where he can line up all over the place now. And he's the lead on what is the best defense in the NFL. And it's because of him. Oh, I mean it. That's not hyperbole. These are hot takes to a point. The Bengals just look – it just looks like they're going to be bad. I mean, they, they, hold six on. They, quarters for Joe Burrow to score? They, they started 0-2 last year, still made the playoffs. It's not ideal. I'm just not willing to write them off. Of the two takes, you know where I'm at. I'm on the Cowboys this year. I'm happy that you can, you can multi-purpose that 10-gallon mic bit now, and you can join me with the Cowboys. I, I cannot do that. Because I agree. Micah Parsons I is that him. dude. He is that dude. Micah Parsons is unbelievable. Like it's it, like I always love how oh well he's not a quarterback who cares it's why I hate the Heisman Trophy yet I vote for the damn thing but see I don't vote that way like the best player is the best player so far the best player in America that I've seen is probably Michael Penix and Travis Hunter those would be my two Heisman candidates now one's a quarterback but he's putting up unbelievable numbers I think Jim just threw up all over himself there he is but like Travis Hunter. I've never seen anything like it. Plays 125 snaps a week. See, I don't have to like you to respect you. I don't disrespect Colorado or Dion. I still don't have to like everything they do and drink the bathwater the way the media does. But Hunter right now, 
I know he's hurt now, mm-hmm. but you yeah. get my point. The Parsons argument is he's a complete game wrecker. I don't know how you account for him. There's no protection scheme for him. And right now, Jim, guys can't even get their hands on him. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He's Lawrence Taylor. Best defense in football, and he's the best player on it. Uh, no doubt. I, I think the torch is clearly passed from Aaron Donald. Or You want to say Nick Bosa, you can. Mike but, Parsons for me, is a complete game record. Yeah, I think the difference is you could put his hand in the dirt the way Bosa does every single snap, and you'd get the same level of production. And you can line he's him up diverse. everywhere else. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the only other thing is I'm dead serious. I locked in Oregon minus 20-and-a-half. You better get it before it goes north to 21. It, public side right now is Colorado. I think I'm going to end up with you. Now the question is how much is that line going to move between now and when we tape later in the week? Can't wait to but, find out. Well, if the, public, if the public's on Colorado, it'll keep itself at 21-and-a-half, that's for sure. Well, think about it. The public's going to look at this and go, Dion, fun, why not, mm-hmm. and, and 21-and-a-half points. I think they're going to stay very public as the week goes. Yeah, I want blood. I want I want them to go to Alton and lose by a hundred, because I just need a little bit of air out of the balloon so we can get back to business, and then I can actually see what kind of coach is Dion. What happens when everybody is not sucking your toes? What happens when there's some adversity here? Like enough, enough. They've tripled their win total. If from you last think that's year. one he's, of the he's top already, he's already made this. No, they're not. But he's already made this season a success. If they don't win a single game the rest of the way, they tripled their win total and they set a foundation. Wow, tripling from one? That's what we're saying. You realize how bad they were? That's part of the story, Mike. <sighs> yeah, and then he brought in 59 players from the portal gym. And what was the t- what was the talk coming into the season? How do you make all that those guys work right games, away? And they still might. Who the hell thought they'd go winless? Come on. I think they're going to win I'm more saying. than one game the rest of the way is my point, too. I think they've already showed. Over under five and a half. You go over? Back end of that schedule is tough. I'd have to pull it up. It's ah. probably close. Oh. I go under. I mean, we can do it, but like even Washington State doesn't look like the win you thought it was at the start of the right. year. Right. They're ranked now. Which, by the way, yeah, and that's going to be uh, <laughs> that's the scariest spot of the weekend. Did you see it? We'll, we'll do it on the, on, the, on the preview. Our Beavers in Pullman. Night. Minus two and a half. Oof. Ooh. Mm. I got to stay away from that one. No, or no maybe that's, is that three thirty or is that at night? I'm getting it mixed up. No, that's a seven o'clock. I got to double check. That's I think that's seven o'clock because you have Utah playing um, somebody in the middle of the day. I don't oh, know. Utah, UCLA. Yeah, that's yeah, another UCLA's ranked game. UCLA's catching five or five mm-hmm. and a half there. I, this I is worry a great weekend. Yeah. So why don't we? Yeah, let's save it for the preview. Okay. Let's get to the recap episode. I know we got to do that tomorrow. All right, everybody. Rate, review, subscribe, subscribe to that YouTube page as well. Um, Lots of good stuff. Our Sunday wasn't one of them. But thank you for your support, seriously. I know Jim's still very upset, but deep down he's happy about Thanks, guys. No, seriously, the support has been so cool. Yeah, that felt real sincere. Evan, you may as well edit that. Come on, no, seriously. (laughs) I said it earlier. When we do radio, we get the the engagement right away, real time with phone calls. The one drawback to the podcast, we get all the freedom. I love doing this. We can bounce around, do whatever we want. The one drawback is you don't get that immediate feedback. The mailbag has been that. The reviews have been that, and you guys have been great. So that's not disingenuous, Mike. I appreciate our audience. You don't have to throw me under that's the bus. That's a better job by you. Okay. That's a better job by you. All right, that's Cash the Ticket. We'll talk to you tomorrow.